Welcome to Productivity Mastery. Stoy here, a productivity and performance coach on a mission to help businesses and people get the most out of their time. On this podcast, I'll bring you exceptional performers and together unlock what it takes to perform at your highest level. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Where are you tuning in from today? <laughs> I'm in Portsmouth in the UK, in the south coast of UK. You know, I want to start. I was going to start today actually by, you know, just asking you, uh, how did you end up in Portsmouth in, in the UK? Um, for people who are tuning in right now, actually, um, Ellie and, and myself, we're from the same town, Bulgaria called Sliven, uh, and we we got to know each other actually not in the city, but but later. Later in life, we, we just uh, came across our profiles, but uh, I'm just curious, what uh, what's the story, Ellie? Can you share with us, you know, the story of Ellie Gialiva? How did you end up in Portsmouth, and you know, what are you what are you up to these days? Yeah, so basically, first things first, thank you for having me. Um, it's always uh, amazing to speak to you, and uh, because we we always have such a great time, exchange ideas and inspiration, and having fun. So um, for so my story started, as you say, in our hometown. And basically, since then, I have been in another city in Bulgaria. I went to study there. And when I went to study, that meant that I had um, the opportunity to um, to graduate from the University of Economics. But economics, to be fair, was never one of those things that I was interested in. And I only went there because um, they... They would teach you languages and I'm fascinated by languages. It's in so many languages out there and I speak a few, I've known a few words from various languages and so I thought that okay I mean economics is not something I'm a fan of however languages let's go for it and uh, if I was to have graduated and I would have been um, eligible to become a diplomat or some kind of um, person to to represent a country or a company or whatever it might be but again it, it was never something i was interested in that much so what happened is that i well so i happened that love got in the way and then i i met someone and we came to the uk for 10 days on holiday and next thing you know i call my parents and i say to them hey do you remember that flight um it's going to be on the 10th of March and that conversation happened on the oh on the 8th of March because I called my mom to say happy Mother's Day <laughs> it's just yes yeah. so, well he's going to come back but I'm not going to come back I said, mm-hmm. so yeah that's how I stayed um, in the UK and uh, it was um, in Bulgaria that I started doing marketing and uh, actually marketing found me because I'm one of those people who, who says yes and then figures things out so when I was still in Bulgaria, one of my um, English teachers was saying to me, okay, uh, do, you know, um, do, you, do you know what you're going to do this summer? Do you want some summer job and so on? And I said, yeah, why not? And uh, because I was such a fast typer, because back in the day, I spent quite a lot of time in front of the computer, um, chats and so on. So obviously you had to be very fast because you had quite a lot of people waiting for you to chat to them. And um, they needed a data admin person. So that's how I started. And I started doing the, the data admin. But what happened is that, again, I was a lot faster than many other people in the company. So one day the owner of the company comes to me and says, 
Hi, Liv. Uh, because you, you're kind of done with the work and there's another five hours for the rest of the day, um, can you do our marketing? I was like, yeah. And then Googled how to do marketing. <laughs> true story, true story. And uh, the whole idea is that, um, again, that, that actually taught me that, I mean, I could put my mind onto anything I want, basically. And um, so th there is no such thing that I can't do. The things that I can't do are the things that I don't want to do. Because with the with the right amount of passion and focus and dedication, you could pretty much do anything. And yeah, um, when I came to the UK, I basically started... Um, when I came to the UK, I basically started working with marketing. So that was... That was that. Um, yeah. 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 We, we met somewhere along the way. By the way, yeah. those of you who guys are watching, tuning in live right now, um, feel free to to post your questions in the comment, and we'll we'll like to take some questions from you. And uh, I gotta promise you, uh, Ellie shared just a little bit of her story. Like every time I meet Ellie, and, and we we also uh, partners on a, on a business project. Every time I meet her. She has uh, 20 new stories. I'm, I'm always impressed by the level of uh, surprises she can bring, especially for her age. Um, so, so let's maybe, let's maybe start with, uh, with... Not with my age. Come on. Not, let's not start there. <laughs> 22, right? Um, yeah, yes, yes. Um, so, so let's maybe start with this... Um, you, you wrote a book, I mean, we, we worked a lot of it about, um, you know, you've been working in marketing and you've mm -hmm. been working in uh, with a lot of with the SEO, helping companies to improve their SEO and so on. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious, when was the time when you decided to combine those two, right? You, you wrote a book that's called mm -hmm. Marketing Matters in Business and in Life, uh, which is, which is, it's a really beautiful book. I, I, I got the book and it's a book you. where you share your experiences and your learnings from, um, you know, working in the, in the area of marketing for more than 10 years, but also combining mm -hmm. it with your passion and your, your other professional side, uh, so to say, which is coaching and, uh, and personal growth. So how did you, how did that start? Why, why did you decide to, you know, to begin on the journey of writing this book? Well, the, there's going to be perhaps a surprise for you because I, I don't remember uh, consciously having a conversation with you, but it all started with you, basically, because, uh, see, <laughs> I love your face there. Um, so basically, because uh, you're my coach at some point, and um, as you said, is in every single time we spoke, um, I was like, oh, yeah, and I bought a house, and I did this, and I did this, and uh, <laughs> it's just casual thing, like, yeah, I'm just, just going to the shop. and. Um, so basically, because uh, I realized that the way that you were communicating with me during the sessions, the accountability part of things, the, the focus, the productivity, the keeping track of things, keeping track of the progress, I started to think, well, actually, that's what I do for my marketing clients. So is it possible that I could apply both and I could have my own take on things and I could have my own spin? And um, again, because for those of you who don't know, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. So um, one day I was talking to a colleague of mine who I was still working um, 
still working for an agency and I was talking to a colleague of mine who is running PPC campaigns, which is pay-per-click. And so it was, I remember clearly it was more than halfway through the month. I think it was around the 20th of the month. And I was speaking to him. We, we just chatted in the kitchen, the canteen. And he was saying to me, oh, until the end of the month, I need to eat um, tinned tomatoes or tinned soups or whatever. And I thought, why is that? And he said to me, oh, because I... Um, that just kind of basically ran out of money. And the thing that crossed my mind was thinking, as you manage clients' money, as in clients' budgets, and you can't budget your own budget. And then I thought, well, I consider myself being good at SEO and optimization, so I can optimize my life. And it's like a, a little challenge, basically, that I gave myself. And I'm up for a challenge, as I'm always up for a challenge. And um, basically, yeah, a little challenge that I gave myself to see what I could do that. And then there was an opportunity for me to do a big presentation at a big forum. And I thought that, okay, I'll write a few notes, see what happens, and so on and so on. And then um, one thing led to another. I started writing the notes for that presentation. I thought, that, well, those are <laughs> lengthy notes. Okay, I can expand on this. I can give a few more examples here. I can do this. And um, and then I started, I came up with the idea of having a book. And because obviously I, I love the play on words, absolutely love it. And that's why marketing matters, because it, it does matter. And obviously it's the matters of marketing. So I'm mentioning uh, tools and tips from marketing point of view, as well as why it's important. And and I believe that, again, the, the marketers um the people who are best placed to to be the happiest, most productive, most driven, and so on. Because we have all the tools. We are used to juggling so many different things. We were used to work um, under pressure. We used to channel our creativity and, and various other things. So I thought that, okay, it kind of makes sense. And because the original, as in, if you go back to a traditional marketing, the original marketing mix is for peace. So you have product placement, um, price, and what's the other one? Hmm. Yeah, um, promotion, promotion. Um, so, yeah, and those four Ps later on in the years have evolved to become seven Ps. So afterwards there was people, processes, and um, I think there was placement. But um, basically that what i realized that again i could i could call the chapters of my book in such a way that uh, they could also be with peace and in a way to say those are the piece of um, the new age marketing and that's how it it was basically all started and i decided to to rewrite things in such a way as i said to to make sure that each one of the chapters could start with p and most of them are just one word but one of them is uh, two words so the the piece is in the chapters of my book, basically, uh, purpose. The other one is uh, positive communication and then planning, um, participation, then progress, because obviously we, we need to track progress, otherwise we lose interest and we lose momentum and so on. And then productivity and presentation. And yeah, again, all those things, I realized that I have, I have access to the knowledge, I have access to the tools. And I started realizing that there are quite a lot of things that um, I, that there are quite a lot of things basically that um, there is overlap between my personal life and my business life. So I was using what the marketers know as smart goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, 
um, relevant and timely to to buy a house, to plan something else. And and then, yeah, it was just too much overlap. And uh, I found that I was having quite a lot of similar conversations with people around me because they were asking, so how did you do this? Or how did you come up with this? Or how come that, um, as you were saying at the beginning, at my age, I've done this and this. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just put some of the knowledge in the book. And that's that. The first P, the first P that you mentioned is purpose, um, which is really interesting because it's also the the, the, the first uh, letter of uh, of uh, the framework me and my co-author Cristobal Alonso uh, and co-author of the whole methodology, the perform mm. methodology. Uh, you know, the first P is for purpose and values, and seems like um, it's really the base of things, mm. but we don't always, you know, try to explore it. We might yeah. know it intuitively, but you know, you don't go to school and the teacher tells you, "Okay, kids, it's third grade. It's time mm -hmm. to talk about your purpose." Yeah, yeah at least it wasn't for us. Like when yeah. we were studying, I don't know how mm -hmm. is it in school right now. So, so I'm curious to hear, and I think many people watching might be curious to hear, like, what does purpose mean to you, and mm -hmm. how how does one? Let's take the life side, right? Okay, we can talk about business, but let's talk about the life side of the things. Yep. How does one? start exploring what their purpose is um that's um so i can share my journey because from what i understand uh, there are different ways for people to do that some people <clears throat> excuse me uh some people have read quite a lot of books and then something just clicks and resonates with them or some people have been to seminars like i have been some people work with uh, coaches because they're coaches that are dedicated for clarity for purpose so um, different people have their own way i think that one of uh, the things for me that defines purpose is the thing that's pulling you because yeah we can push ourselves to to do anything but it, your calling is in the the thing that is pulling you which means that even if you're tired even if you're frustrated you know that if you do this thing you feel better so this this to me is is the purpose and i think that you're quite right that not many people spend the conscious time to to look at that and to explore it and it's a shame because it reminds me of um alice in the wonderland she had um at some point she was on the crossroads and uh, she was speaking to the Cheshire cat, I think. And she was saying, so which way shall I go? And the Cheshire cat said, well, it depends on where you want to, to get to. She says, I don't know. He says, well, it doesn't matter then. And it's basically the same thing. That's um, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. I suppose that um, one of the key things is um, to, to keep, keep moving. Because if you're static, no energy is created, no momentum is built, and nothing is happening. And um, but as Tony Robbins says, we are like flowers. We're either growing or we're dying. So, um, and you can only grow by making progress. And you can only make progress by something changing, by creating, um, by creating motion. And motion is, is creating energy. So basically, just, just keep going. And whether that is mentally going to kind of think of new business ideas or to plan things and so on or what is just physically keep going because as you go in you're going to see different settings you're going to see different environments you're going to meet different people and then as soon as you change your energy and then your reality changes we find, we find you know one thing that i i'm curious to hear like both of mm -hmm. us have been 
part of many projects mm -hmm. when it comes to personal transformation. Uh, for example, we're organizing retreats and summits with uh, some of the masterminds, mm -hmm. but we also often being trainers and we continue being part of the, the platform of uh, our dear co-founder, uh, Andre, um, which is Leader mm -hmm. Academy. Yeah. And we work with a lot of young people as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people who are now in college, in, in high school. And I have one observation and I'm curious to hear if you if you observe the same. Mm -hmm. A lot of people from the age, especially from probably around 16 to 25, when I meet them, they, they struggle with a specific thing, which is they beat themselves up and they're really stressed because they feel like I haven't found my purpose. I haven't found my mm. calling. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm curious, what, have you observed something similar uh, to your work? And what did you tell to somebody in this age group mm -hmm. or maybe, maybe older uh, yep. who's struggling with, with this, with this uh, challenge? Yeah, I, I will, I will repeat myself a little bit um, in the sense that you, you would only discover it by trying different things, by changing your way of thinking, by changing your environment, by changing the people that you talk to, by challenging yourself, uh, which means that you have to keep trying. You shouldn't be just sitting and waiting for it to knock on the door. As I said, the, the trying could be, and mind you, try. Um, I'll probably um, tell myself off for using the word try because try should be used as only attempt, not um, because try to do. It's a complex, um, complex structure because many people say, "Oh, but I I tried my best and then it didn't work." Well, did you do your best or did you try? Because if you try, because it's one of those things. Um, again. I've seen one of the seminars when they say, okay, so let's let's have this cup, yeah? And I'll try to lift it. What, am, am I lifting it now? No. But I'm trying, isn't No, I'm, I'm not lifting it, which means that th this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing it. And if I do this, well, I'm not trying to do it. I've already done it. And, and it's this whole concept that you need to actually do the thing. And... Yeah, so in, um, I have also similar observations, uh, like you said, that many people beat themselves up because they 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 haven't found their purpose. And one of the things that I've noticed is that for for some for some people, they it seems to me that they feel that their purpose should be this grand thing to create something. I don't know. That's no one's ever seen. And I think that this is where part of the stress comes from because in, I have found my purpose in life is just to, to be there for people. That's it. It's, it. it's it's as simple as that, but I would sacrifice sleep. I would sacrifice, um, which I, I don't recommend you do. But, um, but again, as in, I would, I feel alive when I'm helping others. So th this is my purpose. And obviously how I help them could vary on a day-to-day -day basis for the different people. Some people I help with advice, some people I help with by just listening to, some people I smile at, strangers, and I still see the, the difference that makes in their day. So I, in terms of finding your purpose, just explore 
see what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you're certified uh, Stoyan in the passion test. So maybe you could talk about the passion test and that is one of the tools to help people to to find um, what is what is their purpose. But yeah, as in the one, I suppose that the advice is uh, to people should relax <laughs> and uh, don't don't be so harsh and so because again from the um, from the energy point of view, the more you chase something, the more it runs away from you. That's why you chase it because it runs away, which means that the more you relax it will come to you. So if you're trying to force something, if you're trying to, to find it and you you beat yourself up on on the fact that you haven't found it, oh, you're now 23, how come that you haven't found it or your friends have found it? And that, that's the other thing actually, don't compare yourself to others. And um, the other kind of probably last thing I'm going to mention on this is that your purpose in life could and will change over time because it, it's just dependent on the, the different stage of your life, which means that even if you thought that you found your purpose and you're happy with it, and if one day you wake up and that kind of is no longer the same and it changes, hey, again, don't beat yourself up. Just accept that you're a different person with different priorities, different skill set, and you can make a difference elsewhere. So that's it, just, just move on. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we actually have a couple of comments coming from, uh, from Violetta. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Violetta. Great to see you. Uh, long time, yeah. see, I would say. I uh, know. <laughs> and then uh, I think Andre is trying to send us some emoticons, but uh, <laughs> the platform yeah. is not recognizing them, unfortunately. <laughs> Andre, uh, we love you, brother. Uh, so I guess you're sending us hearts, I guess. Uh, but it could yeah, be anything that, else. In love ones, yeah. I can see them. <laughs> so. Um, you mentioned the passion test, and it's a, it's actually a brilliant tool. Um, those of you who are watching, who are interested and curious, you can go and check out the, the passion test uh, by Janet Atwood, uh, who's one of my first speaking mentors. I learned a lot from her and the whole community of the passion test. Um, mm. I love things and tools like this, which give you this simplicity. Mm -hmm. So basically, what the passion test is all about is is you discover and explore what are the five things which when I do them, I'm most happy at the moment. Mm. Like they can change. You know, if I do it in two weeks, they might be different. But if I'm honest to myself and I put on all the, you know, the stories and the expectations and I should be doing this and like, no, no, no. What you should be doesn't matter in this test. What makes you happy and what really yeah. gives you joy is is what matters. So, so you... You just take the time and you reflect and you try to figure out what are, what are all those five things. And there is a really good process, so you can go and mm -hmm. check it out. Everybody can do it. It's it's not a rocket science. Uh, of course, if you have a certified facilitator, you can go much deeper. But but I think it's I think it really is about for people to take the time to to do this inner work. Mm. You know, to Absolutely. to allow yourself to have a space for for reflection. Um, and I, I know both of us, Eli, we have a similar trait, which is this uh, achiever's trait, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, both of us are really driven, and it's not so difficult from you know from my observation of you as well to to get motivated and start doing things. Actually, it's the mm -hmm. opposite for us. It's uh, 
I'm speaking for myself, but I think probably knowing you is similar. It's yeah. it's harder to stop <laughs> to to stop ourselves exactly. because we get exactly. excited about things. You know, yeah. we're passionate about mm. things. We yeah. have a similar. <laughs> so so how did you? How can somebody who's um, you know first of all uh, you mentioned productivity and uh, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure where in the framework does that come, but the you know the the, the process of okay, one thing is the purpose and the mm -hmm. You know the why the your calling, but it's more. What about the goals? You know how 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 do you set yourself goals? How important are goals for you? I've heard similar, um, you know, similar people having different approaches for for the power of goal setting. You know mm -hmm. how important it is for you to have a clear goal that you are after, as opposed to letting things happen on their own. Uh, th that's a, a very good question, uh, given that a month or so ago, I read a book called The Surrender Experiment. And uh, it was actually talking about the fact that, well, it doesn't matter what goals you set for yourself, you just, just let it flow. And um, again, talking about surrender, one thing I want to point out is that some people confuse fear and laziness perhaps with surrendering so they don't take the action and think that oh no no no, I, i've just surrendered i've let it go no then you still have to do the work and then you surrender from the outcome <laughs> basically you don't attach to, to the outcome but you definitely need to, to put some effort into where you're going and um, because it's more important the person you're going to become in the process anyway and what's going to happen anyway because the, the goal could move and um but at the same time having a clear goal to me is very important because I this this is one of the ways for me to to know when I've got there or at least to, to realign myself and to see whether that's still something that I'm interested in whether it's important to me and um, whether that's something that I'll basically do so I I when I was working with you I know that I was uh, working on setting weekly goals and so on and that worked well that period of time because I was I mean I keep comparing myself to a car because I I think that I have periods of my life when I just rev the engine big time and um and then and then actually go on a higher gear and I'm cruising at the highest speed but less revs which means that um less stress perhaps and uh, less work or not of the kind that, that was uh, before that. So knowing the milestones is very important. And this is when I know when to slow down a little bit. And I, mean, I know for a fact that many people who know me, if not pretty much everyone who knows me, still on the outside things that no, you're doing too much. Isn't how you're doing and this and this and this and this and this. And um, yeah, basically I, I love what I do, and I think that that's where, again, the the truth lies, and uh, that's that's how we can make things happen. So, whether I have a goal or not, I I know where I'm heading because I've defined some goals. So, basically, seven so seven years ago, I just decided, I felt it that by the age of thirty five. Okay, let's talk about my age again. Um, I'm going to be 32 in a month, a month and a couple of days. So I've decided that by the age of 35, I'll have enough money not to have to work for money. And I know that's a bold statement. And um, at the same time, I know 
how I was doing then in terms of um, mindset, health, finances, emotional health, um, all those things. I don't know how I'm doing now. And yeah, I think that I'll be able to make it. And again, before people say, oh, that's arrogant or that's brave or whatever, again, the just need to, to be careful what you wish for to start with. And second, you need to allow yourself the opportunity for, for things to change and to be a little bit more creative. Because if I say um, to have money, not to have to work for money. So a couple of years ago when I sold my first property, which actually if you read the book, you would you would find the process of me acquiring my first property and then selling it and uh, buying the new one. In the process, I made 50K. That's pounds, which means that that's 100,000 lever or even 120,000 lever, something like that. And uh, that means that with this money, I could have just cashed in, go back to Bulgaria or gone to another country where the, the cost of living is a lot cheaper than deal, right? So it, it all depends on what, what it means to you. And um, I just like to have this big goal to be uh, aspired by it. And um, because I had this geography teacher that uh, kept saying to us, think globally, but act locally. So that's why, again, I, um, when it comes to goals, I still have this big goal. And um, all I do, actually, at times I forget about the goal on a conscious level. Obviously, deep down in me, it's still there. But um, I forget about it. And the same time, when I look back and I think, hmm, that, that was getting me to, to where I want to get to. So... Yeah, goal setting, as you said, is uh, completely different to other people. Again, one thing to, to remind people is just try things and see what works for you. And uh, the, because there are many debates and many people are trying to to put things in frames. And yeah, of course, there is um, there are successful strategies for well, for success um, that other people have tried. It's just for some people, some of the strategies come naturally. Again, they're they're more like being pulled, whereas other people need to push themselves. And obviously, the more you push yourself towards something, that means that the less energy you have for for creativity or for other things. And actually, if you're being pulled, in a way, you're not using your energy to go towards the goal. You're going there anyway, and um, then you have all the energy and abundance to to do everything else that's need, that needs to happen. Yeah, I'll get back again to... We were sharing, you know, uh, the passion test, uh, mm -hmm. and the formula of the passion test is basically intention, attention, no attention, right? So, mm. so it, when I heard it for the first time, for me it was wow, this is so brilliantly said because so simple, mm -hmm. but it makes so much sense. And for those of you who are who are listening now. Maybe that's something to explore and to think about which part of those these three things you are you're doing right and which which probably has some space for improvement. So, you know, intention. What is my intention? Hmm. You know, be the goals, be your passions. Where, where do you want to be? Do, do I know? Do I have a clarity behind where do I want to be? And if hmm. I don't, what what do I have to do to be more clear? Uh, you know, personally, professionally, you go to a vacation. Why do you want to go to a vacation? What's your What's your intention for mm. going to vacation? Because depending on what's your intention, what do you want to happen? What do you want the outcome to be? You might approach this differently, and you you might 
get this pull instead of push, right? If, you, if you're more clear. So the first step is to set the intention. In. And there's so many things we can talk about that, uh, how when you're clear what you're after, you're so much more likely to attract it. Um, mm. Pure science, but also you can, you can also go spiritual and talk about it. But anyway, intention, right? And the second step, attention. You mm. said it really well. I, I love what you said, like with the surrender, you know, analogy. It's like you can't just sit on your couch and, you know, I'm finishing my book right now. I might be super attentive what what to happen, <laughs> but if I just sit for three, you know, months mm. and just wait for the book to be written, it's not it's not going to work out. You need to put the energy. You know, you, you clear what you're after. Okay, what do I have to do to to get there. Let me start putting, sometimes you don't know what is the, what's the how. That's fine. You know, just start doing something, learn, uh, get mm-hmm. feedback, grow, but, but just put the energy, put the attention into the things that matter most. And then the, the third part, which obviously for somebody like myself, uh, is the one that doesn't come so natural is the, but I learned on the way is the no tension. Mm. Especially when you're a high achiever and you have, uh, you know, huge ambitions that require you to, you know, to leap <laughs> in certain situations, it's it's sometimes difficult to to let go of the outcome. And I think this is this is the art. You want to be focused on the outcome and and keep this motivation to give it your best. But not at the expense of beating yourself up and feeling not good enough. But 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 have this. Okay, I'll give it my best, and if it doesn't happen, uh, I'll be in peace with it. Mm-hmm. So you just you just you set the intention, you put the attention, and then you just let it go. And it's so so simple and so easy to say, and not not probably so easy to to attain at certain periods uh, in mm-hmm. your life. So I'm I'm curious about you. How like with all this. And those of you who are watching right now, you don't know, but Ellie Ellie has achieved so many interesting things. Um, you know, from, from writing the book to buying a house in a foreign country to buying a second house to um, you know the, the the type of clients she's working in and and changing the lives and the businesses for. Um, I mean, just every day is just uh, I'm I'm getting super like you are also a Mensa member, right? And you were regional manager of Mensa. Um, so many, you did you did you've been working with with organizations like the university of cambridge one of the best yep. universities in the world mm-hmm. um so so with all these achievements how do you balance it out like and just being completely honest with with the, the audience do you sometimes feel like uh, you know too much pressure and how do you mm-hmm. deal with this pressure so the yes definitely and um Luckily, I recognize actually that the pressure comes from me to me, and um, because, as you said, I'm I'm a high achiever and I have the high goals and I I um, just work relentlessly basically. At the same time, though, I don't allow myself to be vulnerable as much as perhaps I ought to. And one of the things I learned in recent years is to ask for help. Because asking for help is not a sign for weakness. Um, it's actually a sign of strength that you've overcome yourself and your ego and you've asked for help. Because like Arnold Schwarzenegger says it, there's no self-made man. 
as in no one does it on their own and um, it's it's important to know that you can ask people for help and the help could just be someone to listen not necessarily advice could be just someone to listen and um, so when you when you have that and when you overcome your ego I think that that helps quite a lot because the ego is what stops us in many ways because obviously this fear of uh, being rejected fear of failure and so th this this is a construct of the ego the heart doesn't care because <laughs> you can't reject the heart and even if people say oh you've hurt me and so on no as in no one could hurt you and uh, no one could hurt me certainly because i recognize that i have the power to assign any meaning to whatever happens in my life isn't any meaning and i could assign an empowering one or disempowering and it's up to me and i know that there are certain situations where it's not as easy to to see the good in the situation um, but then those things exist and one of the things i was thinking about recently is that if we were to change phrases like oh he or she hurt me upset me uh, betrayed me manipulated me used me and so on with he or she taught me that's that's just going to change our outlook on life that's going to change how we look at ourselves because if you think that um is it yeah if we think that someone has used us first we we hold a grudge against them that means that we have that negative energy at the same time we're upset with ourselves because we've allowed someone to to use us and actually if if you change it to the person has taught us we'll be grateful to them at the same time we'll be happy with ourselves that we <laughs> We recognize this as an opportunity to learn because with every single time every single interaction there is an opportunity to learn so the one distinction is that uh, everyone is a teacher but not everyone is a mentor so you don't want to to be like everyone um but um you want to find a way to to learn from everyone even if it's someone who you don't think that you can learn something from actually that that's a very good challenge if you think that well, i'm going to learn from i don't know this person who is not in my industry, who is not on my, I don't know, uh, development level, or who doesn't even speak my language, so it could be everything and anything that you can learn from people, and um, you can learn kindness. You don't, you don't have to speak a language to learn kindness. So, um, yeah, basically, it's, it's just um, the, the no tension, as I said, is when I start to focus on feeling rather than thinking, because. I, uh, when it comes to the goals, yeah, as I said, I have this goal to, to, to have enough money or to have to work for money. But actually, um, all the other goals that I set, I ask myself, how do I want to feel when I achieve this? Because actually, if if there is a way for for you to define how you want to to feel and then to define what that means to you, you could actually get it before you get to the end goal. Which means that in a way, it doesn't matter whether you've reached the end goal or not, because you would um, you would be able to to do it anyway. Um, I actually gave um, um, I gave an example with a story a couple of days ago that I read for I don't know, many years ago. It's uh, about a fisherman. So basically, um, a fisherman is on this island, and an entrepreneur, business person goes to them and says, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And says. I'm just fishing. We don't have anything in the bucket. Yeah, I, I just need one fish a day, and, and that's good. What do you mean one fish? Isn't why? Why would you not have four? Because you have all this time. And then the fisherman says, "But 
Why would I need more? Well, if you have more, then you could go to the market and you could sell it. And then what? Well, when you sell it, you'll be able to have uh, more money, which means that with that money, you can hire people that could uh, that could catch more fish, and then more people will catch the fish, and then you can sell more of that. And then the fisherman said, and then what? Well, then with enough people, you'll be able to have actually your own market, and then perhaps you could have your own company. And then the, the fisherman says, and then what? Well, then you're going to be the owner of your own company, so that's fish, you're going to have enough money and you're going to be very happy. And the fisherman says, why would they be happy? He says, because you're just going to sit on the beach and we'll do nothing. And the fisherman says, well, that's one thing at the moment. <laughs> so basically, if if you know what, why you want to do something and how you want to feel, maybe you're already doing it. And uh, this is how to, to not be so harsh on ourselves because... Yeah, when I went to one of the Tony Robbins seminars, um, they were saying that we need to define our towards values. And one of my values was I wanted more love. And uh, one of the things that Tony Robbins kept saying when you define those values is to make sure that what, when you experience love, is when you experience the, the feeling, has to be something that you control. Because many people say, oh, I feel love when someone says I love you. I feel love when someone gives me a flower or present, whatever it might be. And then Tony was, um, that was, that was quite a crazy example because he was talking to, to this guy on the stage and the guy was suicidal and he was uh, a brain surgeon. He actually came up with some kind of, um, some kind of cure for a particular type of cancer. So isn't uh, obviously any life is valid and it's, um, and it matters and it's important. Uh, is in this person, he didn't think that he was loved. Because he said that, well, they don't say this, they don't say that. And when Tony read the list and says, well, mate, no wonder you screwed. And the guy looked at him thinking, what do you mean? He says, well, you've placed your happiness in the, in the hands of others. Because you expect other people to do something or something else for you to experience love. And that, that really stuck with me. So since then, and obviously during that time anyway, I decided that I, I will feel love if I wake up, because that means that someone up there, be it universe, God, whatever you want to call it, they love me because not everyone has a chance to, to wake up. I would feel love when the sun comes out. Come on, I live in England, so <laughs> you have to feel for me. <laughs> um, I would feel love when I see two people holding hands. So because it's in, that means that I'm seeing them, right? And I see something and I do something, I'll feel love when I help someone else or I feel love when I hear a different opinion, which means that it's in my power to ask for different opinions because that means that I'm appreciating someone. So it's it's all in my hands. And I've made and obviously one of the things that Tony says is make things as easy as possible. Because if you say, oh, I feel love if uh, this and this happens and then this, 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 and then 12 minutes later you're still listing the, the one thing that's going to make you happy is in all the conditions, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to feel love. And and if you have very simple rules on, on what that means for you, again, first define how you want to feel, then define what that means for you, and then see how you can get there. Because one of the things when it comes to because I've talked to quite a lot of um, entrepreneurs over the years and some of my clients at the moment are entrepreneurs. And it's a very funny thing that as soon as someone goes freelance, as in they start working for themselves, 
they say afterwards I would never want to work for someone else again because they would rob my freedom. I said, that's one way to look at it, certainly, because you have the contract. But at the same time, you could look at it, hey, I have the security of someone else paying for my bills when I use my energy after that working day to, to build something else. And uh, yeah, it's just redefine what everything is for you and be clear on, on what that means, have examples. And then whenever you feel down, for example, you think, oh, I'm not quite sure if someone loves me. Hey, I'm awake. There you go. Happy days. <laughs> so, yeah. This is, this is super interesting. Um, first of all, I had uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, Galitario, that you mm. also know, uh, who's super, super inspiring. You guys have to go and check out the show episode. But, um, and she mentioned this thing, there's only three businesses. It's my business, it's your business, mm. there's his business. And the more you're trying to control your business and his business, the more likely you will be, you know, happy and so on. Because at the end of the day, you can only control what's within your control, right? Mm. If you're trying to control yeah. the others and control the circumstances and the universe and the weather and whatever pandemic is happening and so on, mm. uh, the more far away you go from your own actions and beliefs and, and the things that are within your control, the more likely you will not be as happy as you want. And I think um, it's quite interesting to also hear how to how do you change your story though? Like you said, it's about the meaning you put. It's about the story. It's about the beliefs we have. Um, and everybody has some, you know, empowering beliefs and and beliefs that are maybe limiting you in certain ways. So how do you shift this story? Like, you know, somebody wants to to live in more abundance. What will be some practical tips that you can share for, for somebody who wants to to shift the story and and start living more abundant life? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely change change your mindset. And uh, one thing that I well, you have to be deliberate in your positivity and your happiness and your gratitude. So deliberate gratitude is something that um, many people, well, basically everyone needs to do. And um, that is definitely something that that helps. And one exercise that I created many, many years ago is in your house. So starting from your house and then going out. So um, let's say every single day you wake up and you look at something in the house and you think of, story that would make you smile that uh, that's associated with something let's say the moment this thing that's behind me yeah that's um for my birthday last year my sister my sister gave it to me and because she says i don't have a card for you this year <laughs> that's okay and i i have you i don't need a card so thank you and actually this thing oh wait and says my beautiful sister, I want you to know how proud I am of you and how much I love you. So I love you and support you right until the end. You're more than a sister. You're my best friend. And yeah, so every single time I see it, I remind myself of all, all the good times. As in, luckily, I live with my sister, so I'm reminded of them anyway. Um, but, but the whole thing is that you, you look at things around the house and think, okay, oh, I remember those folks. Oh, it was so funny when we were in the shop and then you drop them, or whatever it might be. So, uh, and actually, if you find that there are things in your house that when you look at them, 
you literally can't find a reason to smile. Maybe it's time to reconsider whether you want this thing in the house or not. And uh, because when you're only surrounded by things that you could only associate happy memories with, and as I said, you're deliberate and every single day you look for those happy memories because our brains are designed to keep us from danger, which means it's a natural thing for the first thing our brain to notice is what's wrong and what could go wrong and how to, to protect us and how to not let us make love out of ourselves and how to, to stop us and, and all that stuff. So it takes a lot of practice. It's doable. It is definitely worth it. And um, I would recommend everyone doing it. And as I said, once you run out of things in the house, then go out <laughs> and start on, on the road. So maybe think of, oh, okay, when I parked here one time, because here in Portsmouth, the parking situation is quite bad because I think it's the most dense city in Europe. It's not more even than London because it's just an island. And there's so many people here. So um, I have had two times when I parked because I've only kind of learned how to properly park parallel park here. And I could park with, I don't know, four centimeters each side just mental so there have been a couple of times when i walk out of the car and because it's now normal for me to just park like that and there is a guy and i'm going to be very stereotypical there but there is a guy outside and he sees that it's a woman driving i'm like oh, cheers yeah that's happened twice to different people so uh yeah but, but basically you could always find something and what happens is that like uh wayne dyer says when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change, which means that if you started from your house, and uh, I'm sure that people have more than 30 things in their house, which means that you can very easily have one month worth of stuff in the house to work on. And when you're very, as I said, when you're consistent and very deliberate and looking for the good things, for the things that would make you smile, then as soon as you walk out, maybe something that you wouldn't, that wouldn't have made you smile two weeks before that, wouldn't I say, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, isn't see now the NHS appreciation. NHS is the health service here, so there are rainbows everywhere. Uh, there are um, hearts and and so on. So yeah, we we could appreciate everything. So be be deliberate. That's that's the one thing. And start somewhere. Don't wait. Oh yeah, yeah. When I when I move in this other house, then then I'm gonna start it because then I'll have more things. And no, no, no. It, it's a little bit like the dieting. If you don't if you don't start it now, chances are that you're not really committed. And, and again, that's that's okay. Maybe it's not the right time for you because everything happens at the right time anyway. And um, so let's say I've been trying to stick to meditation. Well, I've, I've been wanting to meditate for quite a long time, probably five six years now and i could only manage two or three days in a row and then life happened and now isn't i i stopped it for a week so shame on me i'll be restarting it uh, after this so uh, i stopped it for a week but before that i was on a 51 day streak so consecutively i was like that's amazing super amazing and yeah so again how, i feel, how, how, how did you turn this into a consistent habit, 51 days is quite quite a streak, yeah? Um, the only sense is a little bit of fear, a little bit. Uh, because what happened is that after I started meditating just to to heal myself from something I was I was going through, uh, through just to clear my mind and so on. And um, 
again, I, I suppose that's the energy that I brought to myself and to to my surrounding at that time through through the meditation. I was consciously sending healing energy to to someone who was in a difficult situation. And when I saw the difference that made, because that person a couple of days before that said to me, do you know what, don't bother with me because I'm, I'm no fun at the moment and uh, just don't waste your time with me. I'm thinking, nah, if someone to say that, that means that they're very hurt and I definitely want to be around that person. So what happened is that I, I said, well, if you are not going to allow me to talk to you, I'll just be sending you healing energy from a distance. And then suddenly this person messaged me and said, hey, I'm thinking, Wow. And and again, the things that have been happening since, and um, as I said, this is where a little bit of the, the fear was because I saw so many beautiful things happening and changing for me. And I thought that, okay, I mean, correlation doesn't mean causation necessarily. It's, it's just good timing. So um, what happens if I stop? So will everything go back to, to what it was? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it was not bad before. It's just... Um, a couple of things um, that I was not aware of and so on. So that's that's how I made it work. And I suppose that actually a week ago when when I allowed life to get in the way again, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that nothing has changed in the sense that um, this fear that I had was irrational, obviously. Um, and uh, it's still, it's, it's good. It's good to to take time for, for yourself. Because again, there's an slowing up um, slowing down is speeding up basically um. <laughs> yeah and, and i gotta say you're one of the people that for me from all the people and you know i'm meeting so many people like mm. constantly even during covid times uh it <laughs> hasn't stopped it's just the, the the different platform yeah. <laughs> but i keep on meeting so many people but i would say you were one of the the most inspiring people when it comes to really seeing people and taking care of them understanding what people that, that somebody's struggling with something even if they don't tell you and i've been i've been an example many times that you you just feel that i'm i'm not okay and you you just mm -hmm. find the the proper way to communicate it because when you're so down you don't know sometimes you don't look for help but, but i just want to yeah. give you i just want to give you praise for the fact that you are okay. just such a such a loving and caring person uh, and and it's just inspiring, and, and I, I hope you continue spreading this vibe because it's uh, mm. it's contagious in a positive way. <laughs> and when we talk about when we talk about uh, meditation, I'm actually curious to hear what are your some other habits that you have, like that you've built and that throughout the years have helped you to be where you are. What are some of your routines, habits, things that you do consistently that keep you at at the top of your game? Um, I'm embracing change. That's that's one of the the things that has been consistent because um, I recognize that the only constant thing is change. And what's again, I I've been keeping a journal, and um, that was for a couple of months, and then I stopped, and then I picked up something else. Let's say I was uh, working out a lot more. And then I stopped. <laughs> and then I was uh, meditating. And then I stopped. And then, um, so it, there hasn't been any consistent thing apart from, as I said, my outlook on life and my desire to help others. And I think that because of that, I'm managing to 
to just make things happen. Hey, the, the number of things that have happened to me that many people say to me, only you. So that, mm -hmm. so, I mean, so in a way, you, you, you're saying that, and I, I think that's a, that's a really good thing. Um, in a way, you're saying that as long as you're making more positive choices, yes. Often we know what the, what is the positive choice, but sometimes mm -hmm. we, we just take the easy one. Uh, yeah. and, and as long as you you keep on taking positive choices, uh, you know yourself. You might not be the person that's uh, going to exercise two years in a row every single day at the same time mm -hmm. because that's not your personality. Mm -hmm. But you, as long as you take more positive choices for for yourself and the people that you care about, that's uh, you, you're fine with that. You embrace it. That's that's beautiful. Uh, absolutely, and uh, I think that's because one of the things um, I think going back to your question, what has got me to where I'm today, is my varied skill set, and it, I think that um, yeah, because as I mentioned a little bit earlier, um. I'm very optimistic. I see the, the good in everything. I'm, I've been called overtly optimistic even. And uh, the idea being is that even in this, it, in this me being consistently inconsistent with things, I think that that has helped me to expand my skill set. Because imagine if for, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not good to do it, so don't get me wrong at all, but imagine if I've only stuck to meditation for the last 20 years and have not deviated from that and have only done that, I'm sure that I would have found profound truth in my life and everything would have been amazing as it is now. It's just I wouldn't have known how to um, how to brain hack myself because I've read a Bulletproof Diet and I've seen David Asprey, so the author, and uh, I'm aware of um, heat exercises and high-intensity intervals, so as many people are. And um, I suppose that trying many things and stopping them should not be seen as a failure necessarily. As long as it's that you keep moving, you keep discovering what works for you, what doesn't, and, mm -hmm. and then see... Because there are times where I'm so busy and I don't have, I literally don't, don't have time for myself. It's not something I'm proud of. Um, but again, it's, so I would find different methods of recharging myself at those times. And um, mm. sometimes my body just says, you know what, just, just, just leave it and, and I have to sleep. And I could sleep very easily, 17 hours, easy, a couple of days in a row, no problem. And then I'm back to normal. So, um, so yeah, I suppose, as I said, as long as you, I think that we should remind ourselves that we should honour how we feel at any given time. There's no way, there's no wrong way to feel. Obviously, there are uh, constructive and destructive methods and ways to express our feelings, because let's say when someone is sad, they could become violent. But then when other people are sad, they could just become quiet. So um, just honor how you feel and say, well, I feel down at the moment. Okay, it happens. And then move on. And uh, yeah, so it, with all those things, as I said, I'm, I stopped beating myself up to say, oh, why am I not sticking to this? And why am I not doing it? I just said, okay, isn't when the time comes, it's going to come. As I said, I've, I've been wanting to to have consistent meditation for quite a long time because everyone talks about it i know that all the the high achievers do it and i'm thinking hey if oprah has time to meditate i have time to meditate and then obviously my ego straight 
straight away. Yeah, but Oprah has someone to cook for her and someone to do this. <laughs> so, so basically, um, she's not as busy as I am, is, is what I'm going to. Uh, I, I mean, um, and um, yeah, so as long as you're happy, happiness, that, that's that's the whole thing, is in fulfillment. Do you feel at peace with yourself with what you're doing at the moment? That's That's the answer. That's uh, that's the answer. <laughs> that's a nice way to to start wrapping up this session. That's the answer. Um, so yeah. I would say, um, LA, every time I speak to you, and we you know we have calls, we have uh, we've been part of mastermind groups, and we we are part of mm -hmm. mastermind groups at the moment as well. Yeah. Uh, we've been going to retreats and boot camps, and we I mean we've done stuff together. Every time I speak to you, it's just like I have a feeling we speak for for weeks. Uh, and then you sleep 17 hours and everything is fine, right? <laughs> but let's let's maybe just start wrapping up. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, for, for sharing your wisdom, your positive energy. It's really contagious. Thank you for inviting me. And um, where could uh, could people find you? Like so some of the people watching now might be curious mm -hmm. to learn more about you. Um, where could people find you and find your book and learn mm -hmm. some more of the tools that you shared with us? Uh, you can find me on the social media platforms, so um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, with, yeah, Elijah um, handle. And um, my book is called Marketing Matters in Business in the Life, and it's available on Amazon to order. So, and, yep, there you go. Thank you very much. And um, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to people. And to be honest, I'm one of those people that if you say to me, Hey, let's let's go for a coffee just just to have fun. I may or may not agree. As in, it, I don't, don't don't get me wrong. But if you say to me, "Hey, I need to talk to you. I I'm going through something. I'll be there for you." So, yeah, if there's something that I could help you with, just let me know. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> and here's the web page of Ellie. By the way, those of you yeah. you can go check it out. Find the book. Find the social media handles. You know, send her a message. And I think. One thing I want to remind you guys watching is the most, one of the, the most happy feelings comes from just hearing your thoughts, you know, maybe, maybe post a comment afterwards and, and share what is one thing that uh, really inspired you from this conversation with Ellie? What is one specific idea, insight, reminder that, uh, that really resonated with you? And, mm -hmm. and maybe what is one action? What is an action step? You know, it's one thing to get inspired, but, um, Intention, attention, <laughs> no tension. You gotta, you gotta take action. So, what is one yeah. specific action you're going to take uh, based on, you know, the inspiration from this, from this conversation? So, Ellie, um, what would be your final message? Yes, go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah. Well, that, that was going to be my final message to, to top up what you just said. And actually, because as a marketer, we need a call to action. We need an incentive for people to do something. So out of everyone who comments and shares and gets in touch uh, and uh, shares some feedback, or as I said, just, just says hi and uh, connects with us. Out of all of those, I will draw someone and they will have a one hour free coaching session with me. So make it happen there you go you can't, so, say, you can't say that we didn't uh we didn't give you a surprise right there's there's a call to action it was a surprise yeah. for myself. <laughs> i know so once again Ellie, what what should people do like practically they should they 
commandeer takeaway? What, what was the specific yeah. things they can do? So to to answer your questions, like uh, what was uh, what is going to be the takeaway or the action they're going to take, so that we could um, keep them accountable, obviously, or even if they say hi, just some kind of engagement, so that we know that they have watched until the end, obviously, because that's I I, I came up with this idea on the spot, which means that there was no mention during the um, the podcast on on any surprise at the end. So yeah, thank you for staying until the end. All right, guys. Post a comment or share the uh, share the the link to the live yeah. and, and you might you might be a winner. And mm -hmm. I gotta tell you, I, I had a session with Daily recently and it was like a mind shift. So so we'll definitely mm -hmm. definitely love that. So thank you so much, everybody. Hope you enjoy your cup of coffee. Thank you guys for listening. And if you're looking for somebody to help you step up your team performance and boost your productivity, make sure to check out stoyanyankov.com for online workshop solutions and programs designed to help you go through the current situation in a smoother manner. Stay safe and keep moving forward.